Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, good morning. Welcome to the World of Pew podcast. We're here today with the great John Cooper of Skillet. John, how's it going today? What is up? Good morning. Great, great. Are you a Wisconsin boy? How's the weather up there? I'm, it's I'm getting a little frustrated. It's yes. 30 degrees. Uh, it snowed about two days ago. I, I was like, uh, where did the summer go? It just, it just came and it went and now it's cold already. Why is that? Because I'm in middle of Ohio. We're a cold weather state. You're in Wisconsin. We should be like, hey, this is normal. Weather stinks. It's the Midwest. But we still complain <laughs> about it. I'm not sure what's going on. It's always like that. But I, I do think kind of like probably the, you know, COVID and, and yeah. everything. It just kind of made it feel like summer never really happened. You know, yeah. like wake me up when uh when the year is over kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hey, I, I forgot to ask, um, how is COVID up there now, I know with the University of Wisconsin, there's a lot of craziness going on. Is it is it weird up there? I mean, I'm sure it's weird uh, everywhere, but how's it like for the latest football news? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little bit like I, I heard they're just implementing mask, a, a new mask restriction as well. I don't know to what degree that's going to actually be enforced, but I did hear about that, that, that now they're enforcing it for being outside and stuff. So there were some spikes, but... I mean, I, I know people who have had COVID. I don't know anyone who has died from COVID, which is right. I'm thankful for. Obviously, there have been people that I just don't know anyone personally is what I mean. But right. I do, you know, I do know people at my church or, uh, you know, friends of mine who have had it. And so I, I don't really know. But. Oh, it it's yeah. 2020, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it's tough. I think they're trying to make sure not not everybody gets at the same time. So yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so, and that's good. But we've talked a lot of musicians that you know. Obviously, it's hard to go out and perform a ton of COVID. But you guys have a ton of stuff going on. But first of all, I got to ask you about the beard. Is this new? Oh, <laughs> no, I've had the beard for a few years, but okay, um, it, it's been at varying lengths. But okay, but, it seems longer. Okay. Kind of getting long before COVID, and then when COVID hit, I was just like, I just can't find a reason <laughs> to right. trim in this beard. So I actually trimmed it about three weeks ago. I almost three inches off of it. I trimmed. Okay. I, I think wow. finally my manager he was watching an interview like this, and he was <laughs> like, "You look, you look crazy. You need to, you need to trim your beard." So I did. So whatever. You you kind of looked like Ben Roethlisberger. You got that big beard during yeah. the COVID. Yeah. yeah people, People always go, hey, does uh, do people stop you in the supermarket and be like, oh, you're skilled? They bother you all the time. And I say, people stop me a lot, but they usually don't know I'm skilled. They think I'm Ben Roethlisberger or, yeah. or a various number of other baseball players, uh, perhaps. I, basically, any white dude with a big black beard, that's who people think I am. But they usually yeah. don't know skillet, which is a problem. 
It's a fantastic way of keeping <laughs> from being recognized. So I should, no one recognizes me, but I should go to your chair. That'll help me out in the public. It'll be great. Well, a lot of stuff going on with Skilly. Um, you guys come out with a deluxe album. And some people say, well, best of. I already have the music. It's all good. But you guys have a lot of different versions of tracks and everything. It, it sounds like a really good concept. Yeah, I think the idea was basically we released uh, Victorious, was, is, mm-hmm. was our latest record, uh, right at a year ago. And so we had a few songs that... You know, a lot of times when you're recording a record, you write, well, you write about 5 million songs, but you only choose, say, 15, 18 songs. And then as the process goes, you just get a feeling for which ones are going to go on the album. Well, there was a couple of songs I really wanted on the album that ended up not getting chosen, and they were almost completed, 70, 80% done. And so when we hit, um, you know, quarantine, we were here. We were like, why don't we finish these songs up? And that way... Of course, at the time, everybody, everybody thought we would be coming out of quarantine in August, right, right. you know, at the latest, and you'd be back on tour. We'd right. have new songs. So we decided to do that. And um, put so so the album is, of course, it's the Victorious album, but it's got three brand new songs never mm-hmm. heard before. And then we did some kind of um, re-envision remixes, kind of piano remixes. And that was very spontaneous because basically when we were in quarantine, we decided to play a few piano tracks just live. I just, my wife played piano right over there and I just sang and we put it up on Instagram and I was really surprised at the fan reaction was so people loved it. People were so Mm -hmm. moved by it. I think what it was is when you take away the guitars and take away the drums, people hear the lyrics more and people were saying, these songs are giving me a lot of hope during this such a, I mean, we've never experienced anything like this pandemic in our lifetime. We've never shut the whole world down and, and be shut in a house and people were really struggling. And and so the amount of feedback of, Hey, John, this song really helped me. We just said, why don't we record some of those and put it on this whole package of the victorious. And we decided to call it the aftermath um, mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. It was the aftermath of the record release, but then right. obviously 2020, the aftermath, how do we rebuild? How do you get your life back going again? So I hope fans really love it and uh, go check it out. Does it help you guys to keep the creative process going? Because one thing that really impressed me about you guys, I mean, you did a heavy metal band um, kind of as a side project. Uh, Ledger is a, a project you guys have been really working hard with. It, does it help to continue the flow? Because I can imagine for a lot of bands, they're like, it's COVID, we can't go out and travel. Let's just take a couple months out. And when you come back, it's kind of hard. Where you guys keep are keeping the creative process going over the past couple months? Does that help you as a band? Yeah, you know, I, I think that we're always creative in, in various ways. And I know, obviously, we're going to talk about some of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a really, uh, I'm just a driven hard worker. When I get something in my mind, I'm like, that's, you know, I get obsessive about it. Uh, it's my, AD, my ADD kicking in. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I've just kind of managed to, to hone in the things I wanted to do. So, yeah, keeping the writing going um, with various projects has always been kind of cool. And I, I know we're going to talk about the book that I've written, but right. that was also something that I did um, while I was on the road. So people would laugh at me. They'd be like, what are you guys doing on the road? What do you do for fun? And I'm like, I've been studying and writing a book uh, on the road as well. So for me, I find that the more I'm engaged in, in the things uh, I'm passionate about, music, studying, I love to read, I love politics and and culture and all those kind of things, I just find that I'm kind of, a more um what's the word i'm better at everything you, you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like my 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 reading helps me write songs better and the fact that i'm engaged makes me not like check out and i think that's 
it's one of the burdens of, of having ADD, but it's also one of the, the benefits. If you can learn to focus in your energy on projects, you can be extremely productive. So my wife always makes fun of me about that. She's like, <laughs> it's uh, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's well, to be married to, I think, probably. To be involved in a lot, you know, just have a lot of different <laughs> irons in the fire, I guess. Yeah. And just to be like constantly productive, you know, like I'm on to my next mission. What do I got to accomplish? I think that it it probably can be hard to live with at times, but uh, it it can make you a a very, it can make you successful. It can make you uh, fulfilled and, and using your gifts, I guess you would say. Well, I think it's good, especially in this time, because I think during COVID, a lot of people are threatened just to say, okay, let's take a couple months off. You know, let's catch up on all the right. and play <laughs> video games and stuff. So it's good to kind of keep the creative juices flowing. Yeah, and let's talk about your book next since you brought it up, Awaken Alive to Find the Truth. Um, so obviously a kind of a play on the song that you guys did. What What's your hope behind the book? I, it sounds like you were working on a lot over the past couple of years. Uh, when does it come out and what do you hope to do with the book? Okay, here's the deal. So the book comes out in uh, about three weeks. Uh, okay. Weeks. I'm very excited. You can only get it one place right now because I self-published it, which okay. is another long story. But um, so if, if people are interested, go to my website. It's johnlcooper.com mm-hmm. slash awake. Uh, or you can just go to the website and find it. johnlcooper.com slash awake. And um, I did, I wrote it over the last, I would say year, year and a half. And it, because we are living in such a crazy time, it, it's insane. I mean, if you think about all the various things going on, uh, I know that, that you cover culture and politics. I think I can say this without all of a sudden becoming a partisan person. I think that everybody would agree. It's pretty confusing right now. For instance, mm-hmm. we don't know. Uh, for a time, do you remember when, when they came out about, was that in April? And then they said, you, sh- you actually should not wear a mask. So first, yeah. we're supposed to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Do wear a mask. Uh, you know, about three weeks ago, the World Health Organization, you know, came out saying, actually, lockdowns maybe aren't the best idea in the whole world. If you can, if you can, um, in other words, it's a last resort until you get right. the spread down. But, but there, as you said, there's a, is a toll happening on people. The suicide rates in young people have skyrocketed. Um, every day it feels like I just don't know what to believe. Um, it, 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 it's insane. And that has been going on increasingly over the last decade. And so I, about 10 years ago, I just was like, what is happening? Friends that I've had that I've known for 20 years, 30 years, all of a sudden their lives are falling apart. Their marriages are falling apart. Uh, they're getting divorced. They're cheating on their spouses. They're falling away from their faith. Uh, you know, people I've gone to church with no longer mm-hmm. believe in God. Yeah. Um, uh, public figures who have been ministers for 20, 30 years, all of a sudden they're like, yep, don't believe in God anymore. And, and they list reasons why that, that I, I was, I would read and I would say, wait a minute, you're falling away from your faith because of that. That's something that you should have thought about literally when you were 10 years old. That's basic Christianity. And I don't know how you've, that's never crossed your mind. So I wanted to write a book that I think could help regular people. You don't have to be a, I'm not a real smart person. I, I flunked out of college, uh, started a band, and uh, people that are lay, lay people, regular people that aren't geniuses, to understand why our views of truth have changed in culture and the, the philosophies that have hit that have literally changed the way we, we perceive the world, the way we view truth, the way we view religion. And, and it tells my personal story, but it also talks about philosophy, quite a lot of Bible theology about how 
everything else in life is going to fall away, but there is truth that is unchanging. Wouldn't that be great, people? If 2020, if there was truth for your life, that would never, ever change, and you could be sure of it absolutely from now till the day you die, wouldn't that be a great thing? And and the book says, there is truth like that. Is it the truth of Jesus Christ? He never changes. His truth never changes. It was true uh, 4,000 years ago uh, when mm-hmm. we read the, some of the Old Testament books. It was true 2,000 years ago when we read about Jesus's life and it's just as true today. And a lot of Christians don't know that anymore. And that's right. why Christians' lives are just as volatile as anyone else's in 2020. Well, and I think the hard thing, too, is we find ourselves getting distracted too easily. I mean, whatever you feel about the upcoming presidential election, that's up to whoever's listening to it. But I think even if you're of faith or out of faith, it's you get distracted. You get distracted by the election. You get distracted about how people feel about COVID. If you wear a mask or you should not. Right. And I think a lot of those distract us from the truth that you're talking about. And I think that's kind of what makes 2020 so confusing. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a great point. I think the amount of information we are getting and it's not just the amount of information you're getting, but it's the way that we think now. We don't, we're not really trained to think critically anymore and, and to go, all right, this is my worldview. This is my foundation. So everything that I'm hearing needs to be built upon that. So yeah, they, just, exactly. they just see whatever happens. They're like, oh, uh, some celebrity came on, on a podcast and told me what I got to believe. And so I think that's true. And then the next day, like, oh, no. Um, yeah, like you say, uh, some politician came on and said something else. Now I got to believe that my parents said something else. This other, uh, you know, person it's every day they're just hearing random information and they're not used to learning how to build arguments mm-hmm. and we, they don't really, we don't talk about worldview any longer. And, you know, one of the things I feel really passionate about is that the evangelical people who never really had a Christian worldview. I mean, they might believe in Jesus and they might believe that Jesus's words are real and true, but they never had a Christian worldview. And so then they wonder why their lives are falling apart you know, later. And mm-hmm. I feel really passionate about that because I know people like that. And I've seen how it's wrecked their kids, honestly. Uh, it's wrecked their kids, wrecked their, their wives. Oh my gosh, it's been a really hard time. So writing about those, those kinds of Christian worldviews and uh, and the, and the secular philosophies that have just totally changed the world. And I, I think it's pretty helpful for people. I hope. I think it'll be very helpful. Well, another thing that was important is there was a one for all campaign and talking about like freedoms and, you know, you talk about religion, which is very important uh, to me and to you. Um, also, freedom of speech, freedom of the press and stuff that, you know, as a USA Today network journalist, it's important to me as well. Uh, mm. What What's the importance of that expression now when you look at a campaign like that? And not even just a campaign, but the whole idea of freedom of religion, period. I mean, it, it sounds like something that has always been important. It's probably just as important if not even more more important today. Mm. Uh, you know what? It's very important. And and I think the funny thing is, is uh, there's a lot of Christians that as soon as you start talking about politics or, or not even politics, it's just, as soon as you start talking about freedom of speech in their minds, they go, oh, politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 this is philosophy and it's worldview. And some of this is so interconnected. And, and that is the beautiful thing about America to me. So even I'm about to say a bunch of good stuff about America and some people will be like, Oh, politics. He's a crazy right. Right winger because right. we, that is how disconnected we are. But this isn't politics. This is worldview. America is amazing because uh, America was, was built on this foundation that, that every human individual 
and I'm not going to get into to slavery and stuff because obviously we have a ton of incredible har- har- horrible right. sins in the past. We know that. Mm-hmm. But it was built on the idea that every individual, white, black, man, woman, even though we had a bunch of sins that we didn't live up to, that every single individual was created with rights. They were given to us by God, not given, not given to us by the government. And that is a huge difference in, in a worldview about the way you see the role of government. Mm-hmm. I think that America is wonderful because it recognizes that there is something more supreme than the United States government. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really righteous thing because government is an extension of man. Man is born wicked and man will always do wicked things. So government is an extension really of the bent towards wickedness that man has. So government will always tend to overreach into your life unless it recognizes that there is something that supersedes its power and authority. And that, of course, is is based on Judeo-Christian um, ethics and, and values. That's actually based on Protestantism. Mm-hmm. So it, it's actually a pretty incredible thing. I, I'm something I'm very passionate about. It is that belief um, uh, of our, you know, sometimes we call it natural rights, or you can call it rights that pre-exist government, however you, you view it, that gives me the ability to come on your podcast right. and talk about the fact that America is great because it recognizes God's absolute sovereign authority over every individual in the world. That's a really beautiful thing. And so I can talk about my faith in Christ, or even if you want to go on the left, that means somebody else can come on your show and talk about staunch atheism and how God is dead and how God is a tyrant. If he's real, he's a tyrant. They can say anything they want to say because of this great freedom we have. And we are, it's not even that we're at risk of that going away. It already is going away and in various ways because of a lot of different culture battles happening. So I was very proud to be a a part of that campaign. Um, and, and to tell you the truth, they toned down what I originally said, because I think that it's a righteous government that recognizes that there is something more authoritative than that. And, and that's a scary thought to some people because some people want government to be the absolute, they want government to be God and they want government to be the father. And that is when you get into, uh, totalitarianism or, or communism. It's because no, no, the government is God. We are the supreme and whatever we say goes. And then that is when they come in with that ovary. So I am passionate about that as well. Yeah, yeah, I like how you guys, I mean, you guys have started out, um, the contemporary Christian music scene is kind of like a totally different scene, but I love the fact that you haven't denied those roots, but you've really kind of gone out in the public and used these ideas, if it's performing with a a lot of great mainstream rock bands, or if it's being on TV, I know you live in the Kenosha area, uh, Mm -hmm. which was, um, you know, noble for some of the police protests, and you were on national TV, not just as a rock guy, but just as someone to speak from your heart, so I really appreciate what you guys have done there. Um, Wanted to mention this too before we go. comic books and you know comic books might not be my thing but you know i know a lot of people are interested in that you guys have just recently put out your second eden comic book how's that what's that meant to you guys it seems like it's a just a whole new audience you can outreach to the let them know about you guys and also get some truth out there to them yeah absolutely and 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 as i i'll kind of roll this whole question into one uh i want to remind people about my book awaken alive to truth and the reason i'm saying that is because i don't talk about uh, the, the America stuff that I, I just mentioned. It's not, it's not political science in that kind of right. way, but I do talk about 
some of those philosophies. And, and so it's not political, but some of the philosophies are involved with it because it is a way that we learn to do critical thinking of how we are to find, to find the truth. And so I want to mention that. But, and, and it also has to do with, with my comic book, Eden, as you mentioned, yeah. mm-hmm. because I am passionate about engaging culture because culture and uh, the media and film and books and comic books and all these things really shape the way that we think. And I enjoy having music and, and film and, and books that uh, is creative and it's fun, but it, but it, it carries undertones of religion. Um, I, to me, all science fiction is, is all great science fiction is inherently religious in my view, even if it's not Christian, like uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm a big Blade Runner fan and mm-hmm. Dune. And uh, I'm so bummed because they pushed the Dune movie release. They pushed a year. But um, those all have a lot of religious and political concepts. And I think that's pretty cool. So the book Eden uh, is, is a book that has a lot of religious overtone, but it's very hopeful. And it's about it's about a, a dystopian future with kind of warring factions who have mm-hmm. a different idea of the way that we should be able to spread hope. And, and should you spread hope and freedom through force and totalitarianism, or should you spread freedom through love and through acceptance and through civil, you know, conversation and, 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 and that sort of thing. And, and, and I wrote it before COVID, all right, the first book came out a year ago, but it, it ended up being kind of like very pertinent for what's going on. So the second book comes out also this month. So I have two sure. books, Eden, my two, which is my graphic novel, mm-hmm. Awaken Alive to Truth coming out. And I really just hope that it encourages people. I hope that Awaken Alive to Truth, I really hope that it gives people a grounding for realizing that that every day you're going to be told something brand new. Have you noticed? That's what Kessel culture is all about. Every day you're going to find out that someone that we said was righteous yesterday is now deemed evil today. I mean, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres got canceled. (laughs) I mean, if you can believe that's even possible, what it shows you is that this, this kind of like moral virtue that changes every day is it's because it's about, uh, relativism, basically. If that is what you're building your life on, you're going to find yourself confused and chaos, depressed, angry. And and it is so wonderful to have truth that never changes. And that is found in Jesus Christ. So I explain why that is throughout the book. And in the end, it gives you basically two options. You can try to find uh, you know, moral relevance and what is true, how you're supposed to live your life. You can try to find that in your own heart for the way you feel, or you can find it in the truth of Christ. And I think that that'll be really helpful to people. So I hope people check it out. Go to johnlcooper.com slash awake. And uh, I really appreciate people watching the podcast. And I appreciate you having me on a whole lot. Oh yeah, definitely. And also I appreciate the reminder because I'm looking over your shoulder and I see uh, the Cooper yeah. Stuff podcast. I should yeah. mention that. Yeah, check it on. I'm sure it's on what Apple and all the other places you find podcasts at. Yes, it is Cooper Stuff podcast, and I talk a little similarly to what you talk about: culture, right. uh, theology, philosophy, but but also like what's happening, you know, in in the day. We don't we get we don't get into politics in terms of here's who I'm voting for. It's not like that. But we do get into the philosophy, you know. And this year, obviously, we've been talking about a lot of the race issues, critical mm-hmm. race theory, intersectionality, all socialism, all these kind of things we talk about under, uh, uh, well, I should say, through a biblical worldview about what the how the Bible tells us how to live. 
Fantastic. Well, John Cooper, it sounds like we got to have you on again because I know pieces are always going and there's always a bunch more stuff happening, which I love. Um, I think your, your wife's having the same argument with you that my wife does sometimes too. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Very good. Well, thanks, John. Stick around for a second afterwards and good luck with all your upcoming stuff you have and have a great day. Thank you so much.